Thanks for checking out another cast from TealTownUSA.com. In this episode, we talk with San Jose Sharks co-president, John Totora, about the development plans around the SAP Center involving Google, BART, and the expansion of the Deerdon Station. John helps to clarify the bigger development picture for Sharks fans and proves the old adage true. Don't believe everything you read. So we welcome in Sharks co-president, John Totora, to... Uh, talk about the impeachment hearings no I'm kidding <laughs> to talk about what is going on with the state of the sharks and the development happening around the arena in 2015 the sharks in the city of San Jose announced a lease extension for SAP Center that keeps them at SAP through 2025 and potentially through 2040 I say potentially because beginning in 2026 the lease agreement renews annually so in layman's terms I'm assuming this means that every year after 2025, the Sharks can, or the city, can decide to end that agreement. Is that correct? Or am I misreading that? First, good morning. How oh, good you? morning. Well, I didn't want to, you know, I, I know you got stuff to do, so I like to, you know, just it's jump right in. We do have stuff to do. Uh, tonight we have our San Jose Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony here at the arena. It's a wonderful event we've been doing now for about 20 years or so. And uh, we convert the arena floor into this uh, formal dining setting and recognize three or four new inductees to the Sports Hall of Fame. In the past, we've had people like Owen Nolan, Doug Wilson, Evgeny Nabokov. Uh, so it's a, it's a good time. But uh, the day's all yours, AJ. <laughs> and now about those impeachment hearings. <laughs> yes, about those. Am I, was I reading that correctly? Uh, sort of, yes. Um, the uh, we have had a long-standing relationship with the city of San Jose. So starting from the from the basics, when the when the arena uh, under Tom McHenry, uh, a vote was passed, a referendum to build an arena, San Jose Arena, and the premise from the beginning, when the Sharks decided to move here, was a public-private partnership uh, with the city of San Jose, and uh, we contributed. A significant sum of money to get the arena built. The city contributed a significant sum of money. I don't remember what the numbers were right now. But the idea would be it would be uh, the city would would own the arena and the land underneath the arena, including the parking lots adjacent to the arena, and uh, we, the Sharks, would have full operational control. And uh, basically, to keep a long story short, we would pay the city a a rental fee per year for use of the facility, and we would have uh, complete control, if you will. Uh, in terms of operating the facility. Um, and and the, the good side of all this is that, one, uh, the city was focused on protecting the general fund, uh, so the city did not want to have any downside risk on, on the arena. We were, as arena operators, we were more than comfortable having the downside risk on the arena. So if there are things like an NHL lockout, for example, or the concert business changes, or the, the economy changes like it did 10 years ago, uh, we're more than uh, more than willing to take on that type of risk in terms of operating the arena. Um, and another prong of, of the relationship was, uh, given where the arena is situated, uh, there were only 1,400, 1,500 parking spaces on site in what we call lots A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. uh, the city uh, and us agreed that uh, the city would provide another 3,100 or so parking spaces within a third of a mile of the arena. Uh, third of mile radius of the arena and this was twofold uh, this prevented the need to build a lot of parking uh, when the arena was built and it also drove traffic downtown uh, so people then park 
in, in parking spaces throughout the downtown, would eat in the downtown restaurants and come into the arena and contributes to the great uh, visual that we have of the Sea of Teal coming into mm-hmm. games on shark nights because people are parking in those 3,100 parking spaces throughout a third, uh, th- within a third of a mile then walking to the arena. So it's worked, it's worked really well. Um, and for, this, for the most part, the structure has remained the same through the years. I mean, a series of renewals of, of the agreement. And in 2015, we committed to stay through 2025 here at the SAP Center. Our goal is to stay in San Jose. Our goal is to stay in the SAP Center. But after 2025, we, the Sharks, have the unilateral right to extend the deal uh, up through 2040. Uh, the city is, does not have that right. Oh. Uh, so uh, I think the way the deal works, and I haven't looked at it in a while, is that uh, uh, we would, uh, if we wanted to terminate the deal at any point after 2025, we would have to provide three years' notice to, to the city. But we could do that any time between 2025 and, and 2040. Uh, so that's a, a rough, rough way of, of how it works. Now, our intention long term is to stay in San Jose, but obviously we have uh, a lot of development happening around us, and uh, you know, and we'll see where we are when when uh, when that time comes. Earlier this week, uh, tying into that, uh, the Sharks sent out a press release that featured, at least for me as a longtime fan, uh, a rather ominous sentence that stood out for me: "As if this massive." projects are not properly planned and implemented, the future viability of SAP could be jeopardized. The Silicon Valley Business Journal picked up the press release, and their article states, the Sharks say uh, their email and communications channel it's creating with the fans and partners is not a threat to leave the city. And so I look at both of those things, and as a longtime fan, I go, that says leave the city, not SAP. The whole idea of viability becoming an issue if Google or the city or whoever doesn't, I guess, consider the sharks and their development. We have no plan to leave San Jose or to, or, or to leave the city. Uh, San Jose is a shark's home. Our success in part is because we have San Jose in our name. Our fans identify with our team because the name San Jose is in our team. And then over time, maybe people become hockey fans. Um, I think the key thing here is that... Uh, the viability aspect of it. Um, we have a lot of significant construction going around the SAP Center, all of which I think is very good, uh, but they are gargantuan projects. BART coming down, what Google's trying to accomplish, uh, the whole Deardon station area, high-speed rail, uh, all the various other construction projects, J. Paul's construction projects, all these are significant game changers. Any one of them by themselves is a significant game changer. You put them all together in pretty much in a short period of time, and you have a, a prescription for, for significant problems or issues. All right? And many of them are converging right on Santa Clara Street in front of the SAP Center and near Deardon. All right? So we just have to be careful as a society, the city, Google, all the relevant stakeholders, that the viability of the arena remains, uh, that the arena remains viable through all this. Because very easily the arena can get choked if none of this is planned properly. And this really has nothing to do with the Sharks or us as managers of the arena. As I said earlier, the city of San Jose owns the SAP Center. This is their facility. We just happen to be managing it. And on an annual basis, based upon all the events we bring into the city, whether it's an NHL All-Star Weekend, figure skating, 
the Indian Prime Minister, NCAA basketball, the Sharks, the Barracuda, all, Elton John, <laughs> Paul McCartney, <laughs> all the uh, ice shows, you know, the Disney shows, all those events on an annual basis contribute to an economic, uh, to the economic impact uh, to the city of San Jose, with $280 million to the downtown on an annual basis. That's $2.8 billion over a 10-year period of economic benefit. People coming down to San Jose, people using the restaurants, hotels, whatever the case may be, right? That's important. That's an important revenue stream for all the businesses throughout the downtown. So our goal is to make sure that, that economic impact can, can continue over the next few years while all this construction is happening. Because if that, if we, you know, the, 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 one of the hallmarks of the SAP Center is the ability to get to the SAP Center and leave the SAP Center with your car quickly, right? It's one of the hallmarks. And we have seen what happens when parking or ingress and egress isn't factored into a construction of a building or a stadium. All right, that ingress and egress is not uh, has not happened by accident. It's been a long time public partnership with with the city of San Jose, with the Sharks, with the police department, and it works. But we can't take it for granted. All right. So our focus is: Hey, if today is point A, and we know what we have, we know how the arena operates, we know how the downtown operates, and tomorrow when all this construction is is done, when BART is done when Google is done, is point C. And we think that has the potential to be very good, okay? What we are concerned about is what does B look like, mm -hmm. all right? What does the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years look like? How are all these projects going to impact the downtown while they're being built? Can the downtown be protected? Can the arena be protected? And that's what we mean by viability, right? And so we're concerned about B. These are not summer projects, right? <laughs> <laughs> These are significant development projects, including BART, which will be a five to 10 year project coming down Santa Clara Street. Yes, single bore, but coming down single, Santa Clara Street, the single biggest thoroughfare east to west in the city, right? And when Google is doing $400 million worth of property they've bought, right? That's significant projects. How are they going to be planned and worked and integrated together during this entire construction period to make sure the arena stays viable. And that's our concern. And we haven't seen final plans, we haven't seen detailed plans yet of how this is all gonna be integrated and what the commitment is to stick to the plan, mm -hmm. right? These construction projects are coming in, they have to conform to the operations around, around the arena. Right? The arena still has to operate and breathe. Yeah. And that's and, and that's our, our concern. And you know, where the, the analogy comes back to sports all the time, right? Uh, our coaching staff says to the players all the time, don't worry about the final score. When you're going into a game or a playoff series, don't worry about the final score. Prepare, get your body ready, get your mind ready, know the game plan, trust your teammates, execute the game plan and the score will take care of itself, yeah. all right? What I sense is that everyone is so excited about Google and BART, they're focused on the final score. Mm. And I'm not sure the planning, the master planning, the integration is gonna happen in a way that's gonna allow us to get to the final score. That's our concern. So we spent a lot of time 
on these issues because we want the SAP Center to be viable. It's a city asset. It drives economic benefit to the city of San Jose, right? <laughs> we want it to, to continue because what's the point of Google and BART coming in if that $280 million per year of economic benefit we generate drops by $100 million a year or $150 million a year? Well, I mean, as someone who's been here that long, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I remember going down Santa Clara Street when the building didn't exist and before construction. Dotson, right? Was it a Dotson used car it, dealership? Oh, I want to say it was. like This Santa Clara Street, the, basically that whole side, once you got on the other side of Guadalupe where SAP is, it was nothing. It was very industrial. It was automotive. car. I mean, you're talking Dotson, but I remember a lot of vehicle repair shops and just not the most pleasant place to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get to the other side of 80, uh, of 87, uh, De Anza hotel was a, it was bombed out. Like every window was broken. It was, you know, a lot of downtown for me, this arena kind of drove and, you know, mushroomed out now, obviously more towards, downtown being San Pedro and all of that, but um, the majority of that didn't exist back then. And I remember a, a development, I want to say around San Fernando and 2nd Street or 1st, uh, if you remember a place called San Jose Live, it was a massive entertainment <clears throat> complex. And in the 90s, it did pretty well, but by the turn of the century, it was already, you know, heels up. Whereas SAP just got, you know, more and more popular and it seemed like things were going more towards SAP. Right. I don't know too much about the history. I came here in 2011, so I didn't live it. Um, But, uh, you know, what I do understand from people is when light rail was built, for example, that had a significant negative impact on downtown. It wasn't great. And, And you look at the rider usage on light rail today, I'm sure the benefit that people anticipated back then of what what it could do has not manifested, right? So those are the concerns, right? How do we do this in the, in the right way? And we have been spending a lot of time behind the scenes with Google sharing our concerns about the arena because the arena operates differently than an office building, right? <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would imagine. Right? So, so, and, and Google has been excellent in listening and we're trying to find solutions that, that work. The, the other thing too is we believed in Deardon and this area between 87 and, and the train tracks uh, 27 years ago, 30 years ago, all right, we decided to put a team here. So the city and the Sharks partnered together to put a, an arena here. So we believed in this area. And in that respect, we were the first ones to develop it in a meaningful way, right? To turn it from mm-hmm. that Datsun to, <laughs> to what it is today. Right? And, and now, great, everyone else is coming on board, uh, particularly Google, but you know we're not here to subsidize yeah. those projects. All right. That being said, we do recognize and have recognized some of the challenges in, in an area that's developing. And in order to facilitate development, uh, we did provide the city with 10% parking relief on the on the third of a mile requirement, the 3175, 3,175 spots, 10% relief about a year and a half ago to find to to lessen the, their obligation by about 300 parking spaces because we recognized some of the challenges and we looked and studied the situation and figured we could offer that type of relief right there's not much more we can do because our paramount concern is making sure you the fan who've been loyal to us for the 20 
26 years the Sharks have been here, but for all the concerts and all of the ice shows and everything else, still have an experience that's similar to or better than what you have currently. And that's our primary objective. Yeah, no, it, it's funny you bring that up. I'm, I'm, uh, maybe it's a generational thing, but uh, I'm kind of attached to my vehicle. I like to come and go as I please. I don't like being on other people's schedules. And we've seen that sometimes public transit can work really well and, and efficiently and other times not so much. So uh, and obviously things like Uber and whatnot are options as well. But you bring up the idea of the parking. When I look at the Google plans and at least the, uh, the framework that they've put out, they've, they've essentially eliminated lots A, B, and C. Now, and I don't know how current the map is that they're working off of, but just based on it, it appears that like all of your parking is going to be gone. So it asks two questions. First off, are you considering that, okay, well, we still maintain that third of a mile perimeter, number one. And then number two, how do you deal with parking going away, if it is going away, for the people that have disabilities or can't make a third of a mile trek is beyond their reach? You have a lot in, in that question. Yeah. Uh, so let me, let me try to break it down for you uh, to some degree. We agree that in this day and age that people over time will be using their cars less and less, okay? Uh, I think where we disagree is the degree at which that transition <laughs> is going to happen, right? As of now, we only have 6% of our guests using mass transportation to come to a Sharks game. Really? Right? 6%. That's surprising. Okay, and we promote Caltrain in our email communications to our fans. You're nodding your head, yes, you've seen it. We promote Caltrain, we promote VTA, all right? Well, let e me either, ask you a question, either, though. Mm -hmm. I've, and this is just from what I see from fans, that they their complaint, is, it's not the Sharks, it's that Caltrain doesn't run a train late enough. So that's an option that that they would take Caltrain, but it's their schedule. Well, I'll just use, I'll just put put mass transportation generally, right? Okay. So, so yes, it's fine to say, get out of your car and use mass transportation, but the mass transportation has to be there when, when you need it, exactly. okay? And I live, uh, my own personal example, I spent 14 years working in New York, living in New Jersey, and I used mass transportation every day. I did not drive into New York. I used <laughs> bus or train. Okay, and yes, there was some challenge, but it was convenient. The trains ran on a regular schedule. The buses ran on a regular schedule, and there were many of them. Yes. All right. I come here. I live in South County. I am wired to use mass transportation because that's what I did. I would love to use mass transportation, and Caltrain is a wonderful experience when you're on the train. The issue is the last train leaving is like 7.30 in the morning coming north, and the last train going south at the end of the day leaves about 6.40 p.m. That doesn't work on a normal business day, <laughs> yeah. never mind on a, on a hockey game night, right? So I'm frustrated at some level that I can't commute mm -hmm. using mass transportation. So, you know, it's a chicken and egg. Yes, people over time are going to be out of their cars. We see it, Uber, whatever the case may be. But the mass transportation has to be there. And, and to date, it's not, yeah. right? So... Yes, we understand there's gonna be a migration, if you will, to mass transportation. We're concerned that the degree at which 
Others think it will happen is faster than we think, right? And furthermore, as you develop downtown, again, fantastic vision, right? As you develop downtown with more residences, with more commercial properties, then you're increasing the demand for parking. So even if you're successful in getting people out of their cars, you still have more people mm-hmm. that you're going to have to service, right? So those those are those are all factors as as we go as we go through this. Okay, fine. I may choose not to drive my car, but then what? Mm-hmm. Okay? And our experience, again, our our, our operators here have spent their careers operating arenas. Jim Goddard, 50 years starting in Minnesota. He has seen it all. Our also experience is when people may be willing to commute using mass transportation on a weekday, go to and from work. There's less appetite to do it on a weekend mm-hmm. or for entertainment, right? Yes. So those are all factors that are very, very real. And the, the premise here, if they don't come, then the benefit of driving traffic to downtown doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? If you make it difficult for people to come, never mind all the construction that'll be happening. Right? So you have all this construction. We, we live in San Jose. The city has done a tremendous job in doing all this recent paving throughout, throughout San Jose. Yes. Uh, you know, we've seen the stats, worst potholes in the country, everything else. <laughs> tremendous job finding the money and paving. Right? But we are all inconvenienced by it. You, know, you go down Bird Avenue a few months ago, you see the paving, oh, I have to go around. But you know, by the time you realize what's happening, you know the paving will be done. It's, mm-hmm. a, three, it's a three day thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all gone, now the road is smooth, it's fantastic. What's going to happen when Google's building, when Bart's building, and these aren't three day projects? Yeah. What's going to happen? Right? That's what we're concerned about. What's the, what's the mitigation plan? What's what's the phasing, and and how is the arena particularly going to to operate? So all good, but how we get from A to C? Mm-hmm. Going back to parking, the map you showed. I'll take another step back because I never answered your original question. Your question I've forgotten was, what it was. The question was about <laughs> the email that went out to the fans. Yes. All right. So first of all, to clarify, it was not a press release. All right. Uh, we have we have chosen to date to take a very low profile on all this stuff because we think we think ultimately it's good again it's how you get there that's mm-hmm. that's our concern not the not necessarily the end result all right and even how you get there you know google doesn't have full control o- over everything bart doesn't have full <laughs> control what happens if the economy goes bad yes. the city doesn't have full control right there are a number of factors so the the uh the, the reason we sent out the, the communication to our to our fans was very simple Google has become very public about what they are doing. So what was a conceptual concept when Google was first announced in 2017 has become a little more real, all right? We've seen their plans. They, they announced through uh, uh, at, a, uh, at a meeting, a SAG meeting, I think, in, uh, in August. Uh, now they have filed their application with the city in October. These things are real. The pictures are in the paper. Our fans are seeing them. Our fans are asking questions. Some of them are seasoned ticket holders, been with us like your, yourself for a long period of time. All right. Next, Google informed us that within a few days, they're going to be putting up those uh, construction pending or development mm-hmm. pending signs. We've seen them throughout the downtown that a notice of development is happening. 
and two signs will be placed, one in front of parking lots A, B, and C on Santa Clara Street, and the second, the second, uh, when you come on ABC from the back end, from Julian, right, or, uh, or Montgomery. Um, so people are going to see something real, right? So what has been theoretical now is becoming real, and we have an obligation, you know, a, 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 a courtesy obligation to share with our fans what is going on. They're going to ask questions, oh, yeah. right? So the, the communication was designed to say, hey, listen, here's what's happening, all right? We have some concerns. As we know more, we'll share it with you. If you'd like to know more information, let us know. I think now we have about 3,000 people or so who have signed up for more information. And uh, let's go from, from here. And our concern, as, as you stated, is the viability of SAP Center through this transition. How we can make sure that this arena still, main, still, still is the, the marquee of mm -hmm. downtown San Jose and still can drive the economic impact that it always has as we're going through this transition. There is plenty of time. There is plenty of money. There is plenty of land to satisfy all these needs and this development if integrated and planned properly. In terms of parking lots A, B, and C, mm -hmm. so I think there's the third prong of, yeah. of <laughs> as part of our management agreement with the city of San Jose, we have control over A, B, and C through 2025. And then if we keep going forward unilaterally, we maintain control over ABC. Google would like to develop ABC, office buildings, whatever to like, whatever it is. They have an option to buy ABC, lots ABC, from the city of San Jose, if we consent. All right. Wow. So what is what 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 may have been lost throughout this is that we the sharks uh, have the consent right on ABC. So Google cannot build on ABC, the city cannot sell the property to Google until we consent. That's key missing piece of information in a lot piece. of the articles that have been posted. Of course, yeah. Some of them have said it, but it's, it's, it's small print, if you will, and, and it's probably not critical to the story but uh, at that time. But as we see this stuff becoming more real, we have a consent right, all right? And we are not going to consent to anything where the fan experience is going to be worse than what it is today, mm. all right? It is not, if we, you know, at some point if we do consent, the fan experience, the parking, the ingress, egress will be different. But our goal is to make it similar to or better than what it is right now. Mm -hmm. But it will be different. It has to be different. What Google is doing, you know, you're gonna have a different street grid, everything else. So there is going to be change our objective in working through with Google is to make sure that change is for the positive and that change works over the long term during all this construction so that our fans don't have a reason not to come. Right. right. Well, so this begs a question, and I'm sure it's, well, I'd be shocked if it hasn't been asked a bajillion times. Has Google and any part of their uh mapping or any of their prints or just whatsoever have they talked about in their development what about the idea of including a new arena as part of this so they would end up developing on the footprint of sap while a new arena is say across the street from santa clara or in another location very close 
I don't think either party is interested in a new arena. We certainly are not, mm-hmm. all right? We love SAP Center. Our players love the arena. Our fans love the arena. We love the location of SAP Center, right? The bones of the building are very good and can last for a very long time. Yes, probably as time goes on, we may need to make some, some changes to the arena, maybe it, uh, some other different amenities, maybe redoing the club level. You've seen some of that recently with the BMW lounge opening. You may not recognize all the construction, but you know those are things that were the lighting system that we did. Uh, we put in a $5 million dehumidification system a couple of years ago to help the ice right, and fan convenience, Wi-Fi. So yes, the arena has to evolve, but uh, to, to spend the money to build a new arena which could cost anywhere from $1.5 billion to $2 billion in the state of California, is probably not the wisest investment right now. Okay. Right? I was just wondering if it had been ever you know, discussed or looked at as, as an option just because you're talking about how huge this is going to be with Diridon, Google, BART. It's, as you said, I mean, this is a massive thing that's going to be 15 years Potentially making, before yeah. everything, before all the dust is settled. So that's why I was saying 15 years from now, well, now you're looking at an, an, a venue that's almost 45 to 50 years old. Then maybe that you, it, I think at least I'm trying to extrapolate it where you do look at a new venue now because once all the dust is settled, then it's going to be like, oh, you know what? This venue has outlived itself and now it's time to start. Like, it's just kind of, being proactive about it. That's Understood. All. But I, but Understood. I completely, under, or it, I completely it is not, agree it, with yeah. you about the bones. Right. I, mean, right. I love this building. All right. And our fans love the building. It, it, has, it has not been materially discussed. Uh, we we want to stay where we are in, in the SAP Center. What also is not depicted on the maps, and, and this is mm-hmm. why the maps can cause confusion with our fans, mm-hmm. is that you know we are a big believer in shared parking. We share our uh, lots ABC now with commuters who take Caltrain into San Francisco or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not looking for exclusive parking. We're just looking for parking when our fans need it, right? Which is a big difference. So we have spent a lot of time working with Google on a parking plan throughout their development that will be shared parking with Google employees and the like, right? Uh, uh, and that's not probably fully depicted here in the maps, but I assure you, we are working through that with, with Google. And uh, we don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. We don't know where it is going. Uh, but uh, Google has been receptive to some of our concerns as an arena operator. So I just want to state that because the map doesn't fully reflect that to some degree. No, and you make a great point is that, yeah, the map is, you know, one person's characterization. And you nowhere on the map does it illustrate that oh there's all these dominoes that need to fall before this can even you know before a shovel hits the ground and the map has to depict you know the purpose of the map and google's presentation is to show the potential of what google can be yeah right and the maximum of what it could be right the development probably could be something less but for example you know you may see a situation where abc if we consent Mm -hmm. where abc is developed but there's parking underneath Mm -hmm. right and how does that parking work Right. So, 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 you know, it's all those things that we are, we are discussing. And then, uh, how is this all phased? Right. So, you know, when you speak and say, all right, this is what it's going to look like at the end. Well, 
how is it going to work if this building is being constructed and that parking is not available yet, but this parking is and and the communication plan and and all that. So mm-hmm. we, you know, you have the whole phasing discussion, which actually might be more complicated than figuring out the end result, right? Yeah. So so those are all things that we're we're factoring that aren't depicted on the map, but that are, that are part of ongoing ongoing discussions. The other thing that has become apparent is that. You know, Google's plans are so comprehensive. You know, they are looking to change street grids, for example, right? right? Uh, one ways become two ways, or two ways become one ways, or what happens with Cahill Street? Uh, what happens to Montgomery Street, right? All these different things that, you know, what, what could initially have been considered just a parking space swap, hey, we need about 5,000 spaces, provide us 5,000 spaces, that's it. It's not, because now the whole ecosystem around the arena is changing as well so it's not just a parking spot for parking spot swap it's 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 it's, it's akin to a blood transfusion right <laughs> right blood transfusion all right take out the blood put new blood in right this isn't that this yeah. is changing the whole circulatory system and and uh, and and making sure the heart still works right yeah. it's it's that massive just with google never mind bart coming in at the same time yeah, because I mean, I I look at the internet and it's, I can't go a week without seeing that. Oh, hey, look, Google's bought something else in downtown. So great, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like the you know that map is just going to continually evolve. Um, but you do uh, you bring up Bart in early 2018? Uh, Shark Sports and Entertainment filed two lawsuits. Uh, I believe are currently pending that could hold up Bart Construction downtown. Uh, one against the VTA, one against the FTA, alleging that. Uh, having to do with parking and uh, construction impacts. Now, I understand completely not being able to discuss pending litigation, but can you offer any details, even if it's just to the extent of you're pleased with where things are going or you wished it was maybe working out a little bit better? Well, these are all variations of the same theme, right? Uh, the the suits uh, against Barton VTA are, are in discovery uh, right now, and, and these types of suits take a long period of discovery time. So we're not really frustrated with the timing at all. Uh, But the core premise was, again, protecting the viability of the arena during construction and after the project's completed. So uh, we had spent a lot of time with VTA and BART on their initial plans, going back to 2002, on what uh, BART to San Jose would look like and how the arena would, would operate with it. And we had gotten to a pretty comfortable place. It wasn't perfect by any stretch, but it was comfortable for us where we could make it work. And at that time, the, the, the track design was more diagonal from Santa Clara Street into Deer Don. Now it's going straight down Santa Clara Street in front of the arena. Mm. All right, But we, were, we got to a place where we were comfortable. Part of that plan included a parking structure of 14, I think 1,400 spaces, 1,200 spaces, something of that magnitude. Right, That was going to be part of the plan. As time went on, the, the Barton VTA changed the track configuration, number one, where now there's a station in front of, of SAP Center that'll be built, and the parking disappeared. The parking structure disappeared, right? And also, we have yet to see a construction mitigation plan during all the construction that will happen. During, it was five, six, seven years, however long it take Bart to, to, to build. You now we have fans that park south of Santa Clara Street, 
They're going to have to cross Santa Clara Street where there will be construction, right? Even if it's single bore, there's going to be an impact. The station, while most of the track will be built from east to west, as we understand it, the station in front of SAP Center will have to be built from the beginning. So the, so that construction will be happening ongoing, right? It all can work if all if properly planned, yeah. right? And, and protected and integrated to what Google wants to do. That's our primary concern. It's no different. A is today. The future is C, BART, Google, whatever. What does B look like? Mm-hmm. To all, you know, all to protect the, the fan experience. Let's talk about Solar for America Ice and what's happening there. Uh, last April, a video was tweeted out that discussed the expansion of the facility just before this season began. Uh, you talked earlier about the development signage going up, uh, went up around with a proposal appears to be a new practice facility and arena for the Barracuda. Can you elaborate on those plans, what they encompass when fans can expect to watch the Barracuda in their new barn? And then I have a, a couple interesting follow-ups. You always have interesting yes, follow-ups, I try. AJ. Solar for America Ice has been an outstanding community asset. Um, we began managing the facility about 20, 25 years ago, uh, and uh, the city owns the recreational ice facilities. We, we manage them. The city owns the property. We manage it. And uh, what it has done for recreational hockey, uh, travel hockey, figure skating is unprecedented. It's, I think, the biggest four-sheet, as a four-sheet facility, it's the biggest West is Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's an eight-sheeter in Minnesota. and, and, and uh, Shocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it has been a home run. And we provide uh, ice time for uh, a lot of public skating. We have uh, requirements, if you will, to, uh, to create community events at, at the facility. So it's been a significant community asset. The demand for ice, we can't keep up with it. Uh, people want to skate. This is the impact of the sharks. This is the impact of healthy living. This is the impact of something different to do recreationally, particularly during the winter. And so we can uh, add two sheets without without much of an issue. So that's the that's the objective. Uh, the city has been supportive of this, and the way the the uh, the expansion would work is that uh, it would be a bond offering. Uh, again, the city city owns the facility. So bond offering, out of the bond offering, we would build the two new sheets, one of which will be a home for the Barracuda. And then we would pay off the bonds to the operations of the facility. That's very similar to the structure we had when we expanded from two sheets 15, 20 years ago to three sheets and then to four sheets. And the third sheet is where the sharks currently practice. So we have a precedent of, of operating this way. Uh, the arena is a significant community benefit it obviously helps our business as well. And we simply are looking and the city together, we're partnering with the city and kind of replicating the success we've already had, mm-hmm. all right? So that's that's part of it. Timing, who knows? I mean, we're hoping to have it open in, in under three years from now, but uh, wow. it, but who who knows? These things take a long time, and, and uh, but our goal is to, to get it open sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, the Barracuda can keep playing here at the SAP Center. So we don't need it open. Uh, we no. would like it open uh, to, to, for, uh, for the Barracuda to have a space to themselves would be, would be beneficial, but, uh, but not critical. Um, so those are the things that we're, we're focused on. Again, a community benefit, community asset, 
helps our business, helps the community, particularly in that area. It's a very industrialized area. You have Happy, Happy Hollow Zoo mm-hmm. Park across mm-hmm. the street. You have us. You have San Jose State football. But this gives uh, a place for people to go, particularly on the east side of San Jose. So it's a benefit there. The, the other thing that's worth noting, because this all comes back to economic impact. We, Shark Sports and Entertainment, drive a lot of the downtown economy. Solar for America Ice is responsible for the second highest number of hotel bookings in the city of San Jose, behind only the convention center, on an annual basis. And that's because of all the figure skating and ice hockey tournaments we have. We are the destination uh, west of the Mississippi to have the Martin Luther King tournament, uh, Labor Day tournament, Christmas tournament, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So we drive that. You're adding two more sheets, that's more of an economic impact on the hotels, which helps the downtown, which helps the city, taxes all the way down the line. So the number of $280 million of economic impact per year that I mentioned earlier is just the arena. Yeah. Now you factor in Solar for America Ice and, and expanded Solar for America Ice, you have a big economic engine that drives downtown and is driven by the Sharks, the SAP Center, and Solar for America Ice. We want that to continue. That's why we're, we're, we're focused on these things. The, the other factor, too, is <laughs> there are two buildings in the city, and, and this might be a broad generalization, but there are two buildings in the city of San Jose that the city owns that make money for them. One is Solar for America Ice, and the other is the SAP Center. <laughs> we're excellent managers, right? And, uh, and, and so we want that to, to continue as well. And that's why we're so focused on this. Both buildings are city assets that need to be protected and enhanced. Let me ask you this about the Barracuda Arena that would be developed at Solar for America. Would that also be, I, I, I guess I want to say, run similar to SAP and that it would also be available for events that are non-hockey related, non-ice skating related, that maybe for smaller concert venues, smaller small convention things, just anything, or even potentially holding a fan fest type of event there at some point? Generally, yes. I mean, you can see car shows in there. You can see fan fests in there. Uh, I don't think it's going to have any rigging, so you have to bring your own stuff in, Yeah. right? But, yeah, it gives us flexibility. It gives us flexibility. That's right. It gives us options. Because options. I will say, as you know, as someone who does consume, uh, you know, uh, different events, whether it's concerts or sports or whatever, one of the things that does uh, can be a little frustrating as a fan is the lack of a good small concert venue. Like it's great to see shows that are big when you need eighteen thousand, twenty thousand seats at SAP. But what about something that would rival, say, the Fillmore, the Warfield, or those smaller venues that are up in San Francisco, but we lack here. So that's that's all part of the, the the planning, not the primary piece, but all part of it. The other thing too is the ice won't be just used for the Barracuda. So when the Barracuda aren't practicing on it, you have youth hockey there, figure skating on it, you have uh, travel hockey, you have public skating on it, all those things. So again, it it, it dovetails as a, as a community asset, just that rink alone. And that's why I asked because mm-hmm. I, and that's I thank you for doing this because again we look at these maps and you sit there and you can obviously. As a diehard Sharks fan like myself, you look at this and you go, oh, no, where am I going to park in five, ten years or this or that? So 
it's I thank you for sharing this information and clarifying a lot of what the maps don't tell you. Yes, thank you very much for coming in again, and 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 your questions were were insightful. Just a couple of themes that I want our, our fans to walk away with. If you have concerns, let us know. If you want more information, let us know. Uh, we have a landing page. We want to, to have people uh, be kept in the loop as we're kept in the loop. Uh, number two, we've been on this issue for the better part of the last year with Google, and really since, the, since, since Google was announced in 2017. We're aware of the issues, we're aware of your concerns, and we're trying to protect if not enhance the fan experience in so many different ways as we're going through this. That's our paramount concern. The other thing too is that we, we as a good community partner, we also recognize that all this development is good for San Jose. And that is why we offered the city 10% relief on their parking obligation within a third of a mile a year and a half ago. That is also why we did not say no to Google in terms of the consent on A, B, and C when the negotiations first began. We wanted to see what could develop, right? right? And what could become of A, B, C. We could have easily shut the door yeah. on Google right at the beginning, all right? But that's not being a good community partner. You want to hear and listen what the opportunities could be, what the concerns could be. So I think what Google's vision is is strong, right? We have to, but it has to work for the arena. It has to work for our fans. So, you know, those two aspects are, are very important to us is that, hey, we're open to trying new things, but we have to protect the arena and protect our fans. And uh, so thank you for your, to, to our, all of our listeners for, for their patience through this. These questions are good. These, these, these things are good for San Jose. We have to figure out, again, if today is A, <laughs> tomorrow is C, what does B look like? And, and that's, where our, that's where our focus is because if you don't plan it properly, when you're going through it, it's too late. Thanks for tuning in to another cast from Teal Town USA. Check out Teal Town After Dark following every Sharks game for your only live and interactive post-game show on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and find everything on tealtownusa.com. <laughs>